You just abandon any precaution. You know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what? Hey, friends. Welcome to Nathan for Us, a Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. And today we are covering Season 3, Episode 7 of Nathan for You. This is Nail Salon slash Fun. You know, the names of these episodes, they're always so on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) This one in particular, when I saw what was coming next... I was like, I don't remember anything about this. And I certainly cannot remember what fun is about specifically. Oh, definitely not. Um, I also remembered it being, I don't know how to phrase this. I, I remembered there being a little bit more racism in the episode. And I think it it was not as bad as I thought. So that made, I think I was a little bit nervous about talking about this episode, but Uh, Maybe I was, like, seeking the worst and was like, oh, it's not as bad as I remember. Yeah, I mean, in the year 2021, I think it's fair to assume things might be racist when they're from (laughs) any year in the the tens. So Mm -hmm. not a bad, uh, not a bad idea to come in with a bit of, bit of a guard up. But yeah, I, I think it. It has a couple moments, but overall, I think the message is positive. So we start off the episode with a wonderful narration from Nathan, where he says, for most women, nails are the main way they can express to others what color they like the most. Um, And I hadn't thought about that before. I'm someone who never does their nails. But when I go to the nail salon every blue moon, I normally don't just pick my favorite color. No, I feel like it depends a lot on, like, why you're going. If you're going for, like, a specific event, perhaps. Yeah. Or, like, outfit, even. Yeah. I'm, I know, like, the when I get my nails, it's, like, always for a very specific occasion. It's, like, you're going to a wedding, a grad, and those are pretty much the only times I've ever gotten my <laughs> nails done. <laughs> I, yeah. like, I always had jobs where I was not allowed to get my nails done in Uh, high school and university so always like a a lifeguard or a waitress where I wasn't allowed to have my nails done for either so I just always have ignored them and never got into it how about you yeah I think similar thing I mean we both famously work together as lifeguards at Canada's Wonderland so we were not allowed to have nail nails on there or any kind of fun nail situation going down they, they were actually very strict about your appearance in general. You couldn't have colored hair, exposed tattoos, piercings. Uh, guys had to have a clean shave. Um, yeah. They were really strict. Yeah. For no good reason. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if colored hair would have really stopped anyone's ability to rescue someone from a pool. <laughs> long nails. Yeah, long nails certainly would get yeah. in the way, but... Um, I don't know if like an ear piercing or a, I don't know. It was really strict for some reason. It was very weird. I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I feel like for me, I just have never really been into it because even like in my full time work jobs, they've always included some sort of like event situation where like I had to go work at like different things. So you'd be moving a lot of boxes or like putting up those giant tents and it's kind of like you just don't want to have nails for that kind of shit like they're always gonna get chipped not worth it yeah I think yeah only special occasions a lot of like wedding nails Mm -hmm. now what is your favorite color if you were to showcase your nails what color would they be I think I I really like green oh damn mine is green (laughs) which is not a good nail color in my opinion it's kind of an odd choice I've never gotten green nails, so maybe Nathan hasn't done his research. Yeah, I think if I was going to go for, like, a fun, spicy nail color, I'd probably go for, like, a hot pink, you know, like a fuchsia. Whoa, so bold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I, like, especially celebrities, like, they get so 
<laughs> Megan's looking at her nails. That's why there was a pause there. <laughs> she was like, what do I use to describe this? <laughs> well, in my mind, I was just going to start from the beginning and, <laughs> and re-say it because I got lost. I don't even know what they call them. Like the really long, dramatic, detailed nails that take like five hours. And I'm like, imagine sitting anywhere for five hours. But I also just am like, it's so hard when you have really long nails to like grab things like you're White certainly things, not going to like things you're not going to like crossfit with those no. nails no. yeah or yeah <laughs> wipe things certainly like pick up your cat I feel like you would like hurt them mm, yeah so Nathan decides he is going to do a little bit more research the only way Nathan knows how is by going undercover so he wants to go to the nail salon, see the experience from the inside. So he disguises himself as a modern woman. So he did not feel the need to put on a dress or wear long hair. So he simply wears his normal attire. He does put a bow in his hair and carries a purse, though. Do you think they yeah. were able to tell that this was Nathan? It depends on whether or not they had seen Nathan before, right? Because, like, you know... If they don't know who Nathan is, they're just like, oh, you know, this is a this is a lady who is no nonsense in her khakis mm. uh, with a bow and a floral purse. Yeah. So maybe it worked for his first undercover shift. But yes. as soon as he shows up, they're like, oh, that was the woman that was just here. Yeah. 100 percent. And he, he does find a problem after getting his nails done, which is that after... He, you know, he's all dolled up. His nails are looking fresh. He tries to dig into his purse for his car keys. And which I will say, this is a, a true problem that I have found before. Um, his nails get totally ruined. They're all like messed up. The nail polish gets kind of like pushed off. It just gets everywhere. And he ruins his manicure while trying to find his keys. Yeah. And we discover that for Kim, this is a common problem and she always has to redo them free of charge. So the solution Nathan comes up with is having a valet service at the nail salon so that women don't have to dig in, in their purses for their keys or men and they're able to just drive home and let their nails fully drive. Fully yeah. dry. Fully dry. Fully dry. Dry those nails, baby. I mean, I love this. Like... I personally, as discussed, I don't normally get manicures. I don't really get my nails done very often. But I will, like, occasionally do them at home. And normally it's, like, you know, in the evening after work. And no matter how long I wait before going to bed, my nails always get messed up. Like, I don't know what I'm doing in my sleep. If I'm, like, tossing and turning and, like, pressing my nails on my bed. Like, I have no clue what's going on. But they always get screwed up. Yeah, I don't know if the valet would would help you then. <laughs> <laughs> I need, like, a, a person to come and, like, sleep and just, like, while I'm sleeping, they'll just hold my nails for me. <laughs> hold your arms up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not creepy at all. Totally That's, normal, a, that's a different service. <laughs> yeah, they're just offering to help you with the two minutes after you get your nails done getting into your car. Then, then you're off on your own. So... Kim discusses it with the staff. They agree this is a great idea, but they decide, you know, it would be too expensive to hire new people and have this as a separate service. So instead, they're going to use their current employees in their downtime. So Nathan decides to hold a mini boot camp um, so that he can teach the three employees from the nail salon how to be a good valet. And they start with uh, practicing catching keys, which is actually a very good idea. And I probably wouldn't have thought of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't go to a lot of places with valets, but is this, like, common? You just, like, throw your keys at the valet to catch them? I am not fancy enough to get a valet, but my dad always does. Ooh. I know. It's it's a small Marco. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice riding with him to go anywhere. <laughs> does he toss? So he tosses the keys? I don't know. I think he just hands it to them. I don't think he tosses his keys at people. They normally come up to the window. It feels kind of demeaning to just like throw the keys at someone. I don't I didn't think of it as demeaning. I was kind of thinking smooth, like you're cool. You're a cool <laughs> person. You're like, ah, just chucking my keys. Like you got this. It feels like they should wink at the end. 
I think it depends on if you throw it overhand or underhand. Oh, you I gotta think throw you... underhand. You're, you gotta yeah. be friendly. <laughs> I think if you throw overhand, you're a jerk. And if you throw underhand, you're smooth. Yeah, I'm not saying whip the keys <laughs> at the person's face. We're saying give them a little chuckaroo. Especially during COVID, like five feet apart. Fair. Underhand lob, little little small talk, a little chitty chat. And you're on your way. Yeah, that's fair. So mm-hmm. we see the the three nail salon employees, you know, they're practicing uh, catching the keys. It seems like it's going pretty well. And the next day, they decide to set up the valet stand outside of the nail salon. And Nathan dresses them up in, you know, kind of regular valet attire, which is a vest, I assume. Again, never really used a valet, but that seems appropriate. Yeah, I don't know if it's like always a vest, but there's some sort of marker that you are aware that they are an employee and not just a random person stealing your car. Yes, which I think is a real concern too. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we see people kind of rolling up to the nail salon and Nathan's explaining to them like, hey, we have a valet service, so you don't need to ruin your nails when you're trying to find your keys. And people are into it, but then Nathan realizes that a bunch of people are a little bit hesitant with the idea. And he kind of thinks like, okay, this seems to be some sort of, you know, racist stereotype where people believe that Asian women are not able to drive um, because the three women who work at the nail salon are Asian. And Nathan's like, why are all these people so hesitant to give them the keys? Now... The second woman, definitely, because the second woman blatantly asked, like, oh, does she even have her license? So yeah. that that's pretty rude and blunt. The first woman, to me, it really seems like they cropped her, like, just looking in a direction. And just the way it went back and forth, it felt like her questions could have just been in general, like oh, is that who's going to be taking the car? Like, kind of where do I hand my keys? Like, it just seemed a little bit more cropped and and forced i she didn't really say anything that would make you believe like oh she thinks this woman cannot drive because she's asian it sounds like she was just kind of asking a question and then mainly they just showed multiple clips of her kind of looking back and they were suggesting that she was looking at the women but she could have just been looking at the camera following her around yeah Um, so i'm just not a hundred percent sure and would feel a little bad calling her a racist if I'm not 100% sure. The second woman, though. <laughs> yeah, the second uh, woman's pretty The blatant. second woman I'm not a big fan of, though. <laughs> yeah, she blatantly asks, do you even have your license? Which is an insane person, insane thing to say to someone who yeah. is clearly, like, at a valet. Like, yeah, it's clearly their job to drive the car. I think the employer would check long before you would need to check. So yeah. th- that was a little taco. But Tina, you know, is in good spirits. Um, Nathan goes to speak to her and she agrees, you know, she thinks that people are are judging her based on a on a stereotype. And, you know, I I think she's she's a trooper and doesn't let it get to her too much. But that must be so freaking annoying. Yeah, I'd I'd be so mad. (laughs) Yeah. And Nathan, he he decides like he is going to do something really nice in this episode where he wants to change people's belief in this stereotype and he wants to make sure that people you know are understanding that like this is a stupid way to think so he goes out and he tries to find a very talented stunt driver who happens to also be asian we meet verena may yeah she does seem like a a huge badass she's very cool very fun um, and just looking her up online, she just seems like a just a just a fun person to be around. Yeah. So Nathan hires her to come work at the valet stand, and she's going to be the person driving people's cars. How would you respond to Verena driving your car the way that she pulls? these cars around uh, the parking lot. Yeah, so obviously Nathan was asking her to drive the car very skillfully to to prove that Asian women can drive cars well. Um, to do so then, Verena kind of drives one direction, drifts around a corner, comes back, drifts again. Now, you know, drifting might be a skillful thing to do, 
But if someone was doing that in my car and like dragging the wheels, I'd be like, um, kindly don't do that no matter who they are. So I think um, more so when people were kind of giving her a look and being like, oh, uh, oh my car. It, it's not because she's not a talented driver. It's because I wouldn't want anyone doing that to my car. Like tires are expensive. <laughs> Please leave them be. Yeah. Yeah. There's a uh, full on like, you know, smoke coming off the tires. Yeah. And it's like yeah. people in like Priuses too. Like yeah. it's not even like performance cars. I think there's one maybe Mustang, but I would like to see someone try and do this in my like Ford Escape. I think it'd be very yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely something you, you shouldn't do with your car uh, intentionally, you know, like it's, it's not going to really damage the car unless you like keep doing it. But I think I would be a little alarmed you know, if, if someone's just kind of drifting my car around, I'd be like, oh, you know, if anyone's going to damage my tires, let it be me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Let I, it be I, me I, fucking it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least let me be the one to have the fun. But, you know, Nathan thought that everyone could now see that, you know, she's a very talented driver. And Nathan says, right away, I could see a lifetime of prejudice melting out of her brain. And you know what? I really hope it did. Because that would be lovely. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, like, a cool story. Like, oh, I went to get my nails done. And this, like, valet came out and, like, whipped around in my car. And, like, it looked fucking cool. But probably not, yeah. like, an everyday thing. I feel like if you even just throw a line out there, like, hey, want to see me do a cool drift? Oh, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Because then at least you're prepared. And then when she actually execute what she said she was going to do, you're like, oh, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the heads up is key. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the end, you know, Nathan goes back to Kim. He feels like he's found the perfect solution for women getting or people, I should say, getting their nails done. And Kim agrees, like, I think you did a great job. Um, and it kind of just ends with that. Like, Nathan's like, all right, good luck with your business. Kim seems content, but to be honest, probably did not continue with this service. Oh, special shout out to when um, the, are they called estheticians? Yeah. When they had finished successfully catching the keys in the parking lot and they were all playing air guitar, I thought that was very cute. Yeah, the air guitar was very fun. Yeah, I loved how all of them were like, we don't actually play guitar. <laughs> and yeah. Nathan was like, yeah, me neither. And I was like, oh, this seems like a fun jam sesh that I could actually participate in. I like that they feel the need to make sure that like everyone knows like we don't play guitar. We're just this good <laughs> air guitar only. <laughs> I strictly play air guitar. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think there's like a world competition for air guitar. But how can you tell if someone's doing a good job or not? <laughs> Megan, I think if we YouTube it, you'll be able to tell. Um, <laughs> I think I would think they were all equally bad. <laughs> oh, I guess we could actually go over uh, Verena May's IMDb. Yes, please. She doesn't have too many credits on here. Um, she seems very cool. First of all, she's only 5'4", which she gives off like hardcore like 5'8 to 5'10 energy to me. She does, yeah. She seems very, like, and that's not saying people who are 5'4 suck, like, I'm 5'4. She just seems, like, very tall. Yeah, totally. <laughs> she just seems, like, very tall and cool. Um, yeah, tall tall people are pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently she has been in a couple of different things, including Rush Hour 2, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, I haven't seen it in a really long time. I would worry about if it holds up, but I would definitely give it a rewatch. Yeah, I should say one of my favorite movies back in 2001 when I was nine. It was probably like my number one. Yeah. Today, today I think, yeah, perhaps does not hold up. Um, and she was also, of course, in, as we discussed, drifting a lot. The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. A classic. As someone who has rewatched most of the Fast and the Furious films. I've literally never, never even seen one. Maybe we should take you on a journey and watch them all. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's about family, Megan. It's about family? Yeah. I thought it was about cars. No, I mean, it's about cars, but mainly it's about family. 
A Family of Cars? No, that's a different film. What is the plot? That's a film called Cars. <laughs> what is the plot of... Uh, is the first one called The Fast and the Furious? The first one's called The Fast and the Furious. I can actually summarize the plot for you in the easiest way possible by saying, do you remember the film Point Break that we watched yes. together? Yes. Okay, instead of surfing bank robbers... It's people Racers. who race cars and they're stealing like DVD players and hearts. electronics. Oh, damn. <laughs> and hearts. <laughs> okay. I feel like that sounds like a fun movie then. It's really fun. Okay. What happens in, is the second one too fast, too furious? Of course it is. Okay. I know the names of the first two. Is the third one the Fast and the Furious 3? Three. 3 Fast, mm. 3 Furious. Here's the thing. The faster and the more furious, sir. (laughs) Never faster, never more furious. (laughs) That would have been a good name, actually. Um, They never use, like, the same naming conventions. So it goes, like, the fast and the furious. And then too fast, too furious. And then the third film is, of course, the fast and the furious Tokyo Drift. Okay. So that's the third one she was in. Yeah. And then the fourth film is just called Fast ampersand furious <laughs> the fifth film is called fast five okay the sixth anyway. one how many are there um is there a currently i think there's eight okay well don't leave me hanging tell me six seven and eight <laughs> okay we're um, we're in this deep <laughs> although i should tell you i just named the ninth one i'm ready Okay, sorry, there is a ninth. And oh, god damn the, it. Okay, I've named the, the tenth next. one. Okay, do you want to try and guess what the next ones are called? Oh, gosh. Do they all use the words Fast and Furious? Um, some of them use only parts of Fast and Furious. But at some combination of the words the Fast and the Furious are, are in the titles. So we have Fast Five. <laughs> I can just give you six if you want. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's called Fast ampersand oh furious. you did say this six. one you, you already said that one okay what's, number seven, what's seven? Is, it's called furious seven okay eight this one really fast goes, eight no they they gotta change it up they gotta keep it fresh it's the fate of the furious oh and the, then i i think the fate of the fast would have been better but anyway maybe that's number 10 what's nine it's just called F9. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, I think the 10th one should just be an emoji of a car and of someone angry. I mean, number 10 should obviously be called Fast 10 Your Seatbelt. And, like, they Holy definitely shit. are not calling did it you that. I did not come, come up, up with that? that. I did not come up with that. That's been said many times before. Whoa. Um, Whoa. That is That would be the best name. Who yeah. came up with that? You're just I like, can't even remember. You're just hanging out on the internet amongst the community of people naming future <laughs> movies that haven't happened yet. Megan, I'm a big Fast and the Furious fan. Like, I'm like out here in the Fast and the Furious streets. I'm like reading about what's going on in the community. Like, the what's community. The Fast and the Furious community. <laughs> the what, family, what do they, as, we, as we like to call it, the family. <laughs> I was about to ask yourself, what is your army name? <laughs> the, family. the family. And wait, Fast and Furious is Vince... No. <laughs> Vince wait. Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel. <laughs> By saying yeah. Vince, I trapped myself and got confused. There is a character named Vince in the movie. <laughs> Is it Vin? No. Wait, also... Vin Diesel's character. Wait, why is his name Vin? Vincent? His, his name isn't actually Vin. Um, why does he call himself Vin Diesel? <laughs> what are you talking about? Vin Diesel is an incredible name. What is Vin? I've never met another Vin. Vinny? His real name is Mark Sinclair. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what the fuck? No. Didn't we talk Mark. about this? We watched Triple X. Did this not come up? <laughs> not come up oh yeah vin diesel's name is mark he does not look like a mark (laughs) um he has a really interesting career side note vin diesel this is so off the rails from what we were talking about but he he like got famous and he so he originally his first big break was in saving private ryan 
a classic film. I don't remember him in that movie. I think he was like a smaller part. Um, but it's but how he, he got famous. Yeah, and Steven Spielberg cast him in that movie because he put out his own like short film that he like wrote, directed, produced called Multifacial. Literally just talking about his life being like an ethnically ambiguous actor. Because he would, like, go to auditions and they'd be like, you're not white enough for this role. And then he'd, like, go to an audition and they'd be like, you're not Hispanic enough for this role. And then he'd, like, go to an audition and they'd be like, sorry, you're not black enough for this role. And he was like, I'm literally, like, can't get any roles because I'm, like, too ethnically ambiguous. (laughs) Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now that, now that's, like, there's so many actors that are ethnically ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it used to just be um, just a lot Mark. of people that look the same <laughs> named Mark. Yeah. Just Mark Sinclair. He's the, yeah. He was the first ethnically ambiguous actor. Wow. Um, he also crazy. loves Dungeons and Dragons. So oh, that. that's so fun. Yeah. Well, what character do you think he plays as? Ooh. Probably a gnome, right? Probably a gnome. <laughs> I could see him playing a gnome. I feel like maybe he would be, maybe he'd be a fun bard. Maybe he'd make up some little songs. How tall is he? I picture him as being short. (laughs) I think he's pretty tall. Let's see. Vin Diesel height. (laughs) Mark Sinclair height. If you look up Mark Sinclair, does he come up? He's 1.82 meters okay he's oh he is canadian he's only like five he's five five and eleven three quarters of an inch okay he's five six i'm taller than him (laughs) well that'd be so cute i want to see a picture of you and vin diesel standing next to each other I would normally, if I saw an actor, never ask them for a photo. But officially, Vin Diesel's the only person I would now ask for a photo. Would you call him Mark? I don't know if he'd respond to Mark and let me take a photo with him. Be like, I'd, I'd call him. Yeah. I'd call him Vinny D. Oh, yeah. I'd tell him I'm. I am the family. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Me <laughs> But then he'd be like, "Oh, you've seen The Fast and the Furious, have you?" And I would be like, "Yes." You could say, "Oh, I've seen Point Break." It's like the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he'd agree with that. I think he. I think he knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll. I'll add it to the list. Okay, you can cut this part. I do Never. actually I do actually have to watch all of the Mission Impossibles. Yeah. It's, beca- it's becoming a point of conflict in my household. We can do it together if you want. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we've seen the first one. I just need to watch all the rest of them before seven comes out. Yeah. We can call it Impossible Mission. Oh. What are the Mission Impossible fans called? Ooh. The cruisers? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, what's Tom Cruise's character called in Mission Impossible? I don't even remember. I have no idea. The Scientologists. <laughs> That's something else. I don't know if it's canon that his character is a Scientologist. I liked Mission Impossible when we watched it, though. It's fun. Okay, I have seen the first one. It was very good. But then you worried me when you said that the first one is very different from all the rest of them. That's what I've heard. Okay, his name is Ethan Hunt. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could we be like the hunters? I don't know. Yeah. I think hunties is something else, right? Hunties. What is that? I feel like I've heard that before. I forget what no, it means. I think it's a, it's a drag race thing. No, I think we're like the hunters or something. We can come up with something fun. Okay. We'll work on it. We'll workshop. <laughs> we'll workshop in return. So fun. The fun segment. Fun segment. Okay. So in this segment, Nathan wants to figure out if he's a a fun guy or not. You know, in reality, he thinks he is actually very fun, relaxed, and easygoing. Um, Now he realizes that just by telling us this information does not prove anything. So he'd like to prove it. How, you might be wondering? He is going to spend an entire day with a complete stranger, and he is going to measure their dopamine levels before and after the hangout to compare them so he can figure out if the person had fun with him. Is this a good idea? 
I would be terrified to do this because, like, what a big blow to the ego to find out that you are not fun. Okay. I feel like it's low risk when it's with a stranger. True. I would like you to take this test before and after we hang out. (laughs) What are we going to be doing, though? Are we going to, like, podcast? Are we going to, like go on a roller coaster like what kind of are we gonna watch mission impossible 2 like what are we talking okay here's the problem and i think a problem with nathan's test actually is they do a lot of really fun things where quite frankly it wouldn't matter if the person was there or not so i feel like we just need to be doing something like chill like a very normal hangout okay so at random times i'm just yeah but you're not gonna know when it's coming so at random times i just have to request your urine (laughs) and maybe i'll test it maybe i won't but like this just has to be a very long ongoing thing okay (laughs) so so i make sure that you're (laughs) to make sure that you're still enjoying our friendship and if i realize you're really not enjoying our hangouts i have to set my game up i have to plan more fun things do we think oh you know what we should do oh i'm ready (laughs) Uh, you should do it before and after a date with Colin and then let him know the results and then be like, you really need to, to be better at planning dates <laughs> and then I mean, be like, it's not me. It's science. <laughs> what kind of date are we talking here? Cause like you no, Okay. No, we do this with Connor and Colin. We say you Ooh, need it's a to- competition of who has the most fun boyfriend. <laughs> okay. You're like, Connor's going to plan the more fun day. I just know it. <laughs> I mean, Connor's pretty fun. <laughs> Connor, okay, here's the thing. Connor will either put in, like, no effort or, like, the most effort anyone could ever put into a thing. Um, He's going to be like, surprise, we're going to the moon. <laughs> whoa. Honestly, that would probably, like, be very stressful. <laughs> oh, my God. Do we think alcohol changes the pee test? Like, do you think there's more dopamine in your system when you're drinking? I have no idea. I do not know enough about dopamine. Um, and I'm not sure uh, what would do it. I do think, uh, I don't know if, the, if this costs money or if the <laughs> we go to the test result, they're like, oh, why are you getting this tested? Oh, we want to make sure that uh, our boyfriends are fun and that we're not just settling. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time and it's hard to tell <laughs> what is fun i don't know i can't tell anymore i need you to test my urine and blood <laughs> it's them okay like both of them are are having a competition and then we plan a thing for each other and then we can see oh. like our friends better than boyfriends and for all. if if we don't have fun with them should we just <laughs> <laughs> move in together <laughs> Unfortunately, you guys failed the test and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We the thing is we can't let them know the stakes, right? That's a key part of it is you can't let them know that the test is happening. So we just have to tell them both like on this date, I need you to plan a really fun date. Whatever you want with lots of water. That yes. I will be drinking. Lots of and drinking I just water. need you to really try to get me to have fun. And then that's all you say. And oh maybe we give like a price limit so they can't just book something amazing. Like you also have to be thoughtful and do something cool. That'd be like, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we make them do this without all the other tests anyway. <laughs> I was going to say that. Like maybe. Maybe there's a way we can do this where we don't even have to actually do the peeing part. <laughs> we yeah. Just we'll, 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 we'll see if that um if that's expensive or how involved that is. Because <laughs> that sounds like a lot of effort, actually. Free healthcare goes pretty far, but I think measuring dopamine levels in your pee might be like a, that might be an additional service that you have to pay for. Do you think there's just like a little strip of something you could pee on and it's like, do, 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 do. If it's this color, you're happy. If it's this color, you are sad. They do that for like keto. It feels like they should do that for dopamine. They they do that for keto? Yeah. If you're like doing a keto diet, you can like get these pee strips where you to pee To tell on if you're in ketosis? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Let's see. Dopamine pee strip. I don't know what's going to come up, but... I really hope it's just a real thing that's normal. 
Ketocholamine urine and blood test on WebMD. Okay, but I want like an Amazon. Uh... I, I want to like pee on a strip and it to be like a happy face or a sad face. <laughs> Amazon dopamine pee strip. Oh, no, just ketosis strips are coming out. We'll, we'll find something. Maybe this is a new thing we should invent. Yeah, are you unsure if you're happy or not? Pee on this strip. <laughs> It'll come up a happy or sad face. Happy, sad, happy, sad, or pregnant. Those will be the three options. Oh no, I don't. I don't want to involve that. That's a whole other can of worms. Now, it's another pee test. I don't know much about about much, quite frankly. <laughs> so, do most people have the same baseline, or it's like really different for everyone? Because that might be why it's hard to tell. Yeah, we should get we should get like a, a a doctor who knows more about this on here, honestly. How would we get a doctor? No doc okay. If there's no a doctor out there. No doctors listen to us. <laughs> you are a doctor and you are on minute 40 of this podcast. <laughs> Dear Lord, call us. Tell me if I'm happy or not. Okay, I don't know if this is dopamine, but and I think I've told you this story, but in high school I went to a naturopath. And they did like a urine and a blood test. And it was about stress. And they told me that my stress level was as if a bear was chasing me every single day of my life. And I said, okay. And then I left and never went back. So I did not particularly solve that problem. But I've just had that in the back of my mind sometimes of being like, where did that information come from? And how did they come to this conclusion? Because <laughs> that does what? not sound very specific. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Number one, what things were they testing where they found that number two like what were they going to suggest were they like now you need to take this like whatever like ashwagandha tablets to help lower your stress level <laughs> like, like what was their what was their their solve gonna be here uh, to be honest, and I don't know if I just like black this out, but I don't really remember much of the rest of the conversation. That's really the only <laughs> part that stuck out to me. Because I was out? like, <laughs> I was just like, that's a weird specific thing to say. I wonder where this is on your scale. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how many people who have been chased by bears have you measured? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who are these bears? Are they friendly? Are we playing tag? <laughs> is this... Is this like me being very happy? Who knows? But I don't know if that has to do with dopamine at all or is stress a whole separate thing? No, that would. I'm trying to think of what your body would like. The only thing I could think of would be like, like, I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> what would make you what would make them say that that's very odd this is outside my expertise in public health unfortunately damn damn i'll if never you were know like it. i found this tick on my body can you identify it i'd be like yeah of course oh don't you worry could. yeah that was like what i did oh i have never had a tick on me that i'm aware of yeah well good news i can tell you what kind i can tell you what kind of cockroach if you find Ew. one Kindly um, not. Yeah. Bed bugs. Can help uh -oh. you identify those. I didn't study bugs, just so to be clear. I studied other stuff, but there's <laughs> just a lot of bugs were involved. Yeah. Connor um used to be a tree planter and he was telling me that at like he was very desensitized to ticks because every day everyone at camp would just come home and their legs would be covered in them and they would all just spend ten minutes picking them off of each other and they would just move on. And I was like, that is so disgusting. And yeah. you weren't realizing how gross it was because it became normal for you. But that is horrific sounding. Yeah, ticks are gross. Yeah. They bury their little heads in you and suck your blood. At least they're committed. They're just trying to live their lives. Like, it makes mosquitoes sound lazy. Like, yeah. oh, I, I'm going to prick you with my nose. No. Yeah. Well, I guess it's their mouth. <laughs> Maybe. I am unsure. Whereas ticks are like, no, I'm gonna shove my whole face into this person. So you know. They're, just, they're hungry. We like their commitment level. Sometimes I wish I could just like shove my whole face into my dinner. I feel like most dinners that wouldn't help me get more into my mouth though. No, only really like a cake. 
like Maybe a like really big spaghetti bowl, like mashed potatoes <laughs> you have to have like a really large quantity of whatever it is you're <laughs> face planting into these are important discussions that we have on this podcast <laughs> yeah everyone's like move the fuck on <laughs> I'm like, calm down, hunties. (laughs) (laughs) So Nathan goes to visit Dr. Whimsy Anderson, who is a naturopath who apparently specializes in neurotransmitter testing. So her idea is that, or his idea is that she will help Nathan to scientifically prove that a person is fun. And the whole idea would be that Nathan has two different samples of either urine or blood that he collects from the person he's hanging out with, one before the hangout starts to act as a baseline, and the second at the end of their day together to see how much that baseline has risen. So he needs to make sure that the test subject doesn't know that this testing is being done at all. And um, how do we feel about doing urine versus blood? Clearly the the obvious choice, right? Oh, I mean, it, it's really lucky the guy agreed to a really random blood test because I'm pretty sure 10 out of 10 other people would have said no. Yeah. Um, so I think the obvious one is urine. And it seems like he had a really good system for figuring out how to gather it. So if you haven't watched the episode, I'm going to try to explain it as thoroughly as possible. But um, Nathan asked uh, Brendan to meet him at his office. And he set out a whole bunch of different drinks that he wrote a note on, stuck it on the table that said, like, free drinks, grab whatever you want kind of thing. And then he goes into the bathroom, the men's bathroom, and he puts uh, an out-of-order sign on the actual toilets. And in the urinal, he attaches a bag under, like, what is it called? It's like, it's almost like a little like silicone guard almost over the urinal hole. Yeah, there's like a little strainer. And I'm not yes. sure why there's a strainer, but there is one. I guess, <laughs> do people try to shove weird things in urinals? But there's a little I feel strainer. Like people poop and throw up in the urinal sometimes. No. Yeah, definitely. Oh. They definitely do. Okay, well, so Nathan. I'm hoping takes out the clean, meshy thing. Yes. And he attaches a bag to it and then shoves the bag kind of down the pipe so you can't see it. So when anyone uses the urinal, it goes into this bag that's hidden. Um, And so eventually Nathan's watching on the cameras. He texts his Craigslist friend saying, oh, you know, I'm going to be a little bit late. And he essentially just waits there and watches the camera until uh, Brendan uses the bathroom. And of course, he's already told his other staff not to use this washroom, so Brendan's the only one using it. He sees that the toilet's out of order, so he uses the urinal. Um, Nathan arrives, says hello, says he's quickly going to run to the bathroom. He puts on gloves, and he pulls out that plastic bag, pours it into a, a testing container, a little lab sample, and he puts it under a hollowed-out candle, Underneath, there's a little compartment, and then he lights the top of the candle, which is supposed to signal his unpaid intern to come and take the urine and give it to the doctor, which is hilarious, and yes, we all feel bad for the unpaid intern. Well, Nathan also, like, spills a bit of the pee when he's pouring it into the test container, which is very gross. And, um... So after the, the sample is under this, this candle, he goes out to meet Brendan and he needs to make sure like before they go out on this friend date that Brendan's aware that, you know, this is nothing sexual because in the Craigslist section, Nathan found that a lot of people were responding to his platonic friend dad with dick pics and, you know, trying to solicit sex from him. So he's like, this is just for like friends, just so we're clear. And Brendan's super down with that. So, you know, it seems like everyone's on the same page, which is great. Um, And Nathan has planned a couple of activities, which we can obviously go through. And the first one is trying on some silly hats. (laughs) This is actually a very fun activity. Um, Hats are very fun and they are easy to try on and they really change up the feel and look of your outfit. I think this is a very fun activity 
And I think it'd be kind of fun to do with someone you don't know. Yeah, I think I think it would be a really good time. We also learned a little bit more about Brendan. Um, he really likes Star Wars. He really likes The Matrix. He likes like Shaun of the Dead and Star Trek Next Generation. So, you know, he's he's a bit of a, you know, a nerdy guy, which I think we can say because I think we would probably get along with him. Yeah, you know, he really dives into how the colors red and blue are represented in these different universes. And I think if he were to get his nails done, he would probably pick red. (laughs) You think so? I think so. He also has a Deathly Hollows tattoo. Yeah, yeah. And he seems really chill and really up for anything. So I don't know what he thought of this outing. So when Nathan was in the washroom... Uh, one of the guys in production came and, and got Brendan to sign some papers saying that they're making a little bit of a documentary on Craigslist friendships. So I think he probably had a lot more leeway towards like whatever activities they were doing and just kind of rolling with it because they're being filmed. So yeah. he probably would have said yes to anything, to be honest. Yeah, he he seems medium on the silly hats. Like he's not having the best time. He's just kind of like going along with it. Yeah, I think I see it as a more exciting activity than he did, and he actually did it. Um, I don't own a lot of hats. I just think it would be kind of funny to put on and and see, but, you know, to each his own. I mean, I love a good hat. Like, it really can complete an outfit, you know? Yeah, should we go hat shopping? Maybe. (laughs) I'm never going to say, if we're like walking somewhere and there's a hat shop, like I will never say no to to stopping at the hat store. Yeah, I think there's, like they end up with some pretty formal hats. Yeah. That, you know, they they wear today, but I'm not sure when the opportunity to wear them again will come up. I think that's the biggest issue with hats. Yeah. Unless you're buying like a little baseball cap, you know? Yeah. So I have a few baseball hats and I have two, like, you know, those big floppy fall girl hats. Oh, yeah. And I have never once worn them. They have sat in my closet. I think one, I think someone gave to me and then the other one I got from Indigo because I was like, oh, I'm going to look so cute and then never once wore it. (laughs) You were like, Christian girl fall is coming. I'm going to put on my my floppy hat. (laughs) My floppy hat. Yeah, so they've just kind of sat there and it's been years and I've never worn them once. So maybe it's the wrong kind of hat for me. Yeah, I have like a big straw hat that I bought in Florida, which I love for like a sun hat, but it's like very annoying because like I always think, oh, this would be great to bring on vacation because it's like very funny to like sit on the beach with this like big straw hat and like you know, drink a daiquiri. Mm. But the the problem with the hat is you have to wear it on the plane because there's no way to transport it. Yeah, it sounds very difficult to pack. Yeah, and like coming on the plane from Florida, you can get away with wearing that hat. Mm-hmm. Going on the plane in Toronto to go to Florida, you know, people are like, what are you wearing? Like, you're a joke. How big is the brim? Like, if you're in a three-seater, if you... If you if you're in the middle seat and there are yeah. strangers on either side of you, which is an absolute nightmare scenario, would yeah. your hat hit either of them or be too close to their vicinity? I think it would be like I don't think it would hit them, but I think it would be ju- the diameter might be just long enough that like they would be uncomfy, you know? Yeah. Like I think they would be like I'm going to hit this hat. Yeah. It's a big hat. Yeah. So we see some silly hats and then we see that Brendan and Nathan are going to go go-karting. Um, and Nathan explains to us go-karting is like normal driving, but the car is much smaller and it's more fun because you you know your body is too big for the car. I mean, yeah, that that is a pretty good description of go-karts and it is part of the reason that they're fun. Yeah, I mean, go-karting is cool. Like, it's never an activity that I kind of think of off the top of my head but I think I wouldn't say no to it I would absolutely not say no to it go-karting is so fun um we haven't been in a long time but when we used to live in Kingston there was family fun world and you could go up there and you could go go-karting and it great great afternoon should we go I think in Niagara Falls they have like the go-karting that's like Mario Kart themed oh definitely actually 
So we really want to go to Tokyo and hang out in Japan. And so I've been researching activities to do there. And apparently you can go and if you get your international license, which I don't think is too difficult to get, you can take these little go-karts and in full costume, you can do a like a city of Tokyo tour dressed as a Mario character. And does that not sound like the greatest thing ever? Oh, 100%. So now I just need to convince Connor to do it. <laughs> you guys have to do it. I feel like you have to now. Well, the main difficult part is like, you know, I think we want to go for three weeks if like the whole COVID thing allows and it feels safe to travel and all that. But do we pack the costume? I think it's like bring your oh. own costume. Oh, like, true. I don't know how to get this elaborate costume when you were like probably kind of backpacking the rest of it and like trying to pack really small stuff. Or do you just accept like this is going to be one of my outfits on this trip? <laughs> and if I'm Waluigi some days, then I'm Waluigi some days. Like, I, mean, I feel like maybe it's easier to get the costume when you're there. Like, you could buy it while you're in Japan, right? They probably have like a billion of them to purchase. Yeah, they, they have Mario Kart World there now. Yeah. yeah. It'd be worth it to just buy it while you're while you're out there. I feel like it's a way to drive in a different country that's like safe and fun. Yeah. I think driving other places would make me a bit nervous. But I think it would just be the funniest thing ever. And it would be so fun. And you're paired with random other people if you don't have like a full team. So, you know, it's a it's really high on the to-do list. So, yes, I definitely need to get some go-karting in so I don't embarrass myself on the streets of Tokyo. Do we need to go practice? Probably, <laughs> need, Like a yeah. go-kart coach? So, it looks like Brendan has a ball of a time go-karting. He's much yeah. happier doing this than with the, the silly hats. Yeah, go-karting is always fun. So, it's yeah. pretty hard. And this is where I think we can decide if Nathan's cheating or not. Because he pretty quickly wants to get Brendan to to a blood test. Or I'm assuming if he didn't say yes to the blood test, they were just going to try to pull off the bathroom trick again. But he wants to get him there immediately because it looks like he's having so much fun. And I don't know if Nathan's personality can take credit for the fun that they were having. Yeah, so so Nathan really pushes Brendan like, hey, you know, it would be really fun. Why don't we just like go get a blood test? Wouldn't that be so crazy right now? Which is, like, definitely a big red flag if you're meeting someone. It's hard to answer if it's a big red flag because it's not like they're saying, I should give you a blood test. True. It's like, let's go to a formal facility. And I'm not saying it's not a weird activity to do. It is. It's a weird activity (laughs) to do. But... In a world where I'm being filmed for this activity and... It sounds like someone else has all the activities set up. And I'm like, in America, why not take a free, you know, I'm assuming he didn't pay for the blood test. You know, why not make sure you have a clean bill of health? You know, just just check in when when you can get those freebies in. So I think if I was in his specific situation, I might have actually said yes. But living in Canada, I would have probably said no. I think the other thing too is that like, He's riding the high of going go-karting. He's like, if I say no, like, are we, is go-karting over? Like, we're going to be done having fun for the day. So it does make sense to be like, all right, let's like keep the train rolling. And I think it pays off for him. As we see later, uh, they do go have even more fun post-test. So I do think we have to touch on the testing. Yes, we definitely have to touch on the testing. So this is all you. Oh my gosh. So they roll up to the testing spot and uh, Nathan wants to really, you know, solidify that Brendan is having a good time. So he makes sure that the, uh, I guess, phlebotomist or nurse who's going to be drawing the blood, he gives her an electronic fart machine that Nathan will be able to remotely control while Brendan's blood is getting drawn. Which, kudos to this nurse, because the fart machine's going off while she's literally, like, taking blood out of Brendan's arm, and he's, like, clearly holding in laughter, and she is just, like, a total professional being, like, oh, sorry, sorry about that, apologies, and (laughs) Nathan's even goading her, being, like, you gassed me, like, oh, you have an upset stomach, and she's just, like, yeah, like, sorry about that, 
doesn't hesitate, doesn't mess up, taking the blood out of Brendan's arm. Just an absolute professional through all of this. Yeah, she agreed to it, but she seemed pretty unimpressed and very monotone throughout the testing. But she's a trooper because, quite frankly, I would not have agreed to this. And, like, how does she not, like, twitch when it's, like, going off? You know what I mean? Like, she's still able to, like, get this blood out of the guy's arm, like, very professionally. Yeah, I I would feel really nervous having a guy, like, laugh and maybe shake while doing it. I don't yeah. know. It seems high risk, but apparently it was high reward. Yes. So Brendan laughs at a bunch of the farts and uh, Nathan's essentially like, hey, I'm going to catch you, you know, on the flip side. And they part ways. And we see later that week that Dr. Whimsy has the results and she reveals that at the baseline of the experiment, Brendan's serotonin level was at 87.22. And later that day, after they had all of the fun, it went up to 219.92. So it shot up 2.5 times from the initial level. He had a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, I I think we kind of mentioned before, like, I don't know what an average level is or what's like the most fun you'll ever have in your life. Like what is the highest recorded dopamine level that exists? It's definitely someone who took like MDMA or something, right? And then like went on the Ferris wheel for like six hours. You can Google. (laughs) (laughs) That's so specific. Sorry. I don't know. It just sounds, that sounds like a good time. Um, From my cursory Google, Google search, it doesn't look like it's very easy to figure out you know, the highest level ever recorded. There is an article here on one website, uh, the U.S. National Library of Medicine, which talks about how to increase serotonin in the human brain without drugs. Are they pretty much like, no, you need to do the drugs? (laughs) (laughs) You can only achieve the small level of happiness. Unfortunately, you do need to take drugs. No, but um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of research out here on how to increase your serotonin levels and stuff like that. But but uh, Nathan decides kind of after learning how much fun Brendan had that he doesn't want to sully their friendship by not telling Brendan about how their whole thing kind of started and the reason that he wanted to hang out in the first place. So he wants to go meet up with him and explain, you know, what happened to see if they can actually have like a normal friendship that isn't just on the basis of Nathan trying to prove that he's fun. So he explains to Brendan like, hey, I secretly collected your urine, tested it in the lab to see if I could raise the dopamine levels. And uh, Brendan is not super stoked, but Nathan does explain like, it's not going to happen again. I just want to be honest with you this time and like we can really still be friends and Brendan takes this pretty well I'd say yeah he changes his tune pretty quickly from being like this is very strange to almost talking himself into the fact that it's fine he's kind of repeating out loud you know I guess uh if it's just if you're just looking at it in a scientific way, um, you know, it's not going to hurt me. It's just urine. Um, and Nathan says, you know, are you still someone uh, you would want to be friends with? And he says, yeah, I mean, you just took my urine. And Nathan's like, yeah, man, I mean, that's in the past. So they're fine with it. They decide that they're still going to go hang out and have a fun rest of their day. Yeah. And then we get something that I forgot about. Which is a non-royalty-free music drop. I Unexpected. know. Unexpected. We see a little montage, you know, the classic late 90s tune, Steal My Sunshine by Len is playing. And we see Brendan and Nathan having the time of their lives at an amusement park. Yeah, this montage is so fun. They look like... I I would like to know if they're actually friends. Yeah. Um, Because they did seem to have a really good time together. I think it would be a little awkward watching back this video. I don't know how I would feel if... I don't know how I would feel if I was the person uh, 
being tested on, I, I, I really don't know what my reaction would be. Again, I think that there's this big component of you're clearly being filmed for a documentary about Craigslist friends. So I think it would make me think that they're using the results for this film, which is very different than thinking this stranger from Craigslist is doing it on their own. Yeah. Um, so I think this like background of I signed a waiver to be in a film for someone to plan a bunch of activities for me is very much impacting the situation. Yeah, I'd agree. I also wonder if they're like, hey, if you say this is okay, we're going to take you to like Six Flags for the afternoon. And he was like, all right, that sounds cool. Yeah, they did sound (laughs) like they were having like a really fun time. Yeah, it looks great. Like, I mean, I have not been to a theme park in ever since we worked at one to be honest so um i'd be down to go yeah definitely yeah and it seems like they had like a really fun time together is it could just be the music though it could also just be them playing steal my sunshine no they they had photos they showed them on roller coasters looking happy also i did i was like oh my god we did we should end the podcast this week with steal my sunshine by len because like wow what a great outro it would cost us money. <laughs> I know. What an upsetting thing. We could sing it. That's the only way. But I don't think we're going to do that. I mean, I'm really quite a bad singer. But by all means. <laughs> That'd be funny, though. Maybe. What if I did, like, a very moody cover with, like, my ukulele? Oh, yeah. I accept. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I forgot you actually are musical. Oh, okay. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday maybe, maybe if we ever had like a patreon i would do that <laughs> oh wow <laughs> but uh that's the end of the fun episode do, how do we feel about nathan do we think overall he planned like a fun friend date yeah you know i think there was a variety of activities they got to you know something that that is quite nice about the hat shopping extravaganza is like you have a token from that day like you're gonna take that hat home you're gonna see it you're gonna think of the day you spent together so you know they're not quite friendship bracelets but it is fun to have like a little memento from that evening yeah and then like go-karting is obviously super fun blood tests are not fun um (laughs) so I, i don't know about that part of it but What about a blood test where the phlebotomist is farting a bunch? Does that make it more appealing to you? I don't know. I wonder if um, the serotonin levels would have been higher had they done a second urine sample. Like that seems like a low stress environment, whereas getting your blood drawn can be very high stress. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if it's like getting chased by a bear stressful. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was an angsty teen, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) but i think yeah overall um not a super memorable episode but still still a good one yeah i mean for all all the time that he spent with these characters like there's a whole segment about this guy he's purely pursuing on like a friendship level and they could have had so many special moments like i'm 99 percent sure we never see him again yeah. Well, we so, meet like, a, a new friend in the next episode of Nathan. That's true. That's true. One but of yeah, the more it, famous ones. Yeah. It is surprising that with all the screen time he got, we didn't get to see more of his personality. Like we saw a little bit, but it wasn't like other people get like five minutes of screen time and are absolute stars. Yeah, but, um, oh, I didn't forget to mention at the earlier section of the episode that Corner Beauty Nails is still open. So you can go check that out if you are in the need of a nice manicure or, you know, lash extension, whatever, whatever you might need. Do you have a favorite color? Do you need to communicate that to other people via your nails? Yeah, do you need a valet to park your car for you so that you don't mess up your nails? Oh, okay. So at the very, very end of the episode, they do their little ending clip was um, estheticians throwing the keys back and forth to each other in a little triangle. And I thought that was fun. That's a nice little activity. Very cute little circle of them throwing them around. I feel like that's something I would want to do anyway. Yeah. A little hot potato with the keys. Yeah. So that's kind of the episode. There's nothing really to look up 
yeah. for the last part. But um, today we have a birthday. Yes. For uh, a friend of ours who was on the podcast before, the great Kyle Picard. Happy birthday. Yes, yeah, so the day of recording is Kyle Picard's birthday. This will come out a little bit later in the week, but happy you know. belated birthday when you hear this. It's the thought that counts. If he doesn't listen to this episode, you know, a smidge awkward, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> And um, next week we are covering uh, one of the more popular episodes of Nathan for You. I would I would say it is going to be the hero, and we will have a special guest, um, a friend of the podcast. Tommy will be on. Granted, he has time in his schedule to record with us, so that'll be very exciting. If you're interested in following along with what we're doing. You can check us out on Instagram. I'm at Kelly W. Megan's at Megan Bianco. The podcast is at Nathan for us pod. Please rate and review us on Apple podcasts. It really helps other people find us and please subscribe. If you are not subscribed to the pod, this has been Kelly and Megan on your side. Cue steal my sunshine.